0: Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go!
1: It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's
2: some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Ian. Recapping Week 9 on Sunday night. Welcome, everybody. It's November 4th. You might be hearing this on November 5th. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know from the 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock Eastern Games. Packers-Patriots in progress right now. Adam Azer, Jimmy Eisberg, Heath Cummings. Before we get to winners and losers, Heath, why don't you tell me uh, just how you feel overall about Week 9?
0: It was a, an amazing week of football, and, and I really enjoyed everything about it. And so many actionable things to talk about.
2: I can't wait. What a relief. How did it, <laughs> You don't believe any of that, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh Heath uh Heath hated week nine. Why? Yeah, why Heath?
0: Um, I just and it's partially probably because of what I spent the last couple of hours doing, and that is writing a piece that I don't normally write, Reactions and Waiver Wire for the Future Week. And it just felt like there was not a lot of really needle moving stuff that happened.
2: I kind of agree with that. Jamie, do you uh do you agree not not a lot of needle moving
1: stuff? Um, for fantasy? Yeah, for fantasy. Um, I think there was plenty. I you know what
2: a huge one was? Todd Gurley owners very happy. The likelihood of them of week 16 and even 17 being very important for them went up big time today with that win.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot of things that happened. Duke Johnson was alive. He is. Alive and Eden well. Ian Allen was alive. Alive and well. Alright,
2: we'll, we'll get into Warren it. came back? You know what, the, I, I love, there were three late games, three late games today. And they all had a pretty, well, I mean, I don't know. The Saints, the Saints game was just a great game. Just a lot of fun. The other two had awesome finishes, sort of back to back. Missed field goal, and then a uh, missed, uh, you know, opportunity at the end for there for the uh, Seahawks. So I liked it. I had fun. But maybe Heath's right. Maybe not too many fantasy takeaways. But we'll. I mean, I we'll tried to start anyway. off by
0: being optimistic and saying how great it was, and you talked me into saying something negative. That's all right.
2: I, I'm all about honesty. The big news: Ryan Fitzpatrick will start next week. Nick Mullins will start next week. Fitzpatrick gets the Redskins. Mullins gets the Giants. AJ Green visited a foot specialist during the bye week. Jamie, AJ Green's going to miss some time. Give me your reaction to this.
1: Uh, what time is it on our show? It is eight fifty one. And what time so- is it on your on your recording? No, no, please, no! Don't curse. What time is it on
2: your, your recording? I'm. Just, ugh. It's it's two f- two fifty. It, it f- sucks is I what hate it you. Is. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, that does that does stink. Uh, Can I tell
0: you the truth, I've never done that, and what, I just feel like fun? the first time I ever do it. It's gonna be like the oh no Adam messed it up and didn't edit it and all of a sudden he's in trouble
1: thing. <laughs> uh, I listened to a couple of podcasts this week for the first time in my life uh-huh. and um, there's a lot of cursing on it and I I, re- I found it rather enjoyable.
2: Hey, I think our podcast would be a lot funnier if we were able to curse, but you know we're we're just not gonna do that. But Jamie did it, so that it does stink for AJ Green and his owners and Andy Dalton. I mean, even against New Orleans next week, I can't imagine you're gonna be too confident. No. In him. Uh, Tyler Boyd, is is this going to be better for Boyd or worse for Boyd because now he gets all the coverage?
1: Probably same. He'll have some good weeks and bad weeks.
0: And I think it's like we don't have a final verdict on the AG, A.J. Green toe injury. They said everything was on the table from day to day to week to week to
1: out multiple weeks. Well, that was the early report. Schefter had a later report that said he's going to miss a couple games.
2: Well, I don't like that report, Adam. <laughs> well, you don't like anything. Week died. Yeah, it's tra- true. I uh, I sent out a trade offer that included my Tyler Boyd a few days ago, and I I didn't pull it back, and ended up trading Tyler Boyd today. Oh, so
1: you forgot? When I, did, I saw that trade. I was surprised. I I did
2: forget. Yeah, but actually, how about I-
0: Jamie throwing down the gauntlet today on a trade, just getting getting a trade reversed? A trade happens like eight o'clock this morning i was so mad jamie got it reversed before kickoff
1: really (laughs) you regulated how what happened it was was the same thing that happened the other day that i told you about (laughs) except in a different league with coworkers and um a team that is so the this league was a little weird the it's a 16 team league and we had like three weeks of playing multiple games and then that was it we had multiple matchups for like Uh three weeks of the season yeah we had double headers before the All right. And so in any event, one team is one and nine going into week nine. They
2: can't Another trade. Another team
1: was five and five, well in the thick of playoff contention. The team that was one and nine traded Devontae Adams and Leonard Fournette and got back Allen Robinson, Doug Baldwin, and Sonny Michel.
2: Well, yeah, you can't trade if you're one and nine. You just can't do it. That right. was my
1: point. The commissioner disagreed with me and said why should teams not be allowed to still be competitive? And I said, well, it's fine, but it should not be multiple players being traded to teams that are that far ahead of them in contention. And what is the team that's one and nine benefiting from this? So that and, they can maybe ruin somebody else's playoff?
0: Hopefully. Right. And I, and I disagree with the commissioner on this point. If you are one and nine, you suck at fantasy football and you have forfeited the, the ability to make any trades.
2: So he, sh- he should be kicked out of the league just for being one and nine.
1: No, we so, want to keep them in the league because I would like to win a game at some point this year. I, I, and I talked to the the owner who was one and nine, and and I wholeheartedly believe in both of these people that there was no collusion involved in this. By any Agreed. Choice. Um, but just the principle of last place team trading to team in playoff contention, and getting the, back the, two the, injured players who aren't even active this week, and getting back two injured players who are not active this week, and one guy who stinks. For uh, Devonte Adams, to which somebody else in the league brought up that Devontae Adams by himself on Dave's trade chart was worth more than both receivers that the guy was getting back. So in any event, uh, I wasn't the only one who complained. Several other people complained. Trade was reversed. But that's how my day started.
2: Damn, dude, you're a regulator. Jamie's middle name is Vito, V-I-T-O. It's just a coincidence. But now he likes to veto everything. Uh, Sammy Watkins hurt his foot. They say he's fine. Chris Carson left with a hip injury, and he might not be fine. He was dealing with a hip injury, played through it, then he left. Mike Davis is 39% owned. He had 22 touches, 15 carries, and seven catches. Mike Davis is at the Rams next week. Calvin Ridley was evaluated for a head injury, guys, but I didn't see anything. I'm guessing he's okay. Do we know about Ridley?
1: Uh, I just happened to have the game on Fox or the Fox uh, post game show on, and I heard Jay Glazer saying that there's. Uh, I believe I don't want to quote him. Uh, incorrectly, but I believe he said that they'll still evaluate him. Oh, Alright.
0: Yeah, I think the problem was he scored seven touchdowns and Hulu had one and they thought it was going to his head.
2: <laughs> well, Ridley evaluated for a head injury. Cleve, uh, he's at Cleveland next week. Chris Ivory left with a shoulder injury. Hunter Henry could return sometime in December for the Chargers. And as of right now, the, uh, the Patriots game's still going on. Gronkowski and Sonny Michelle out for this game. It was a day of firsts. Julio Jones caught a touchdown. Woo! Todd Gurley finished outside the top 10 at running back in non-PPR for the first time this season, and Philip Lindsay averaged less than 4.1 yards per carry in a game for the first time this season. So, a day of firsts. And after that those little quirky stats, let's go to winners and losers. Jamie, your first winner is Tevin Coleman. He had two receiving touchdowns, he had 18 touches, he had a huge game, started in only 62% of leagues, Tevin Coleman's a winner.
1: Yeah, I mean, first off, I was uh, incredibly wrong on this uh, entire game with um, the Falcons. I didn't expect Mike Ryan to play well, I didn't expect Coleman to play well, I didn't expect Ridley to play well, um, the only one I, I would, would have said to start with confidence was Julio Jones, and... uh uh, the other guys were fantastic. Matt Ryan was was amazing, and Coleman was a big reason why, and he just looked explosive. And this was the guy we were hoping to see right from the get-go when Devontae Freeman first started getting hurt. And now the next two weeks, the schedule is very favorable for them. The Falcons as a team, uh, certainly next week against Cleveland, Tevin Coleman's uh, got top ten upside next week.
2: All right, and your other winner is very, very uh, intriguing waiver-wire guy for some people. He's 70% owned, Duke Johnson, new offensive coordinator, only got one carry, but nine catches for 78 yards and two touchdowns against the Chiefs. He led the Browns in every receiving category. Falcons next week. Duke Johnson is
1: winner number two. New coaching uh, uh regime, and you saw it right away. The catches, season high. Receiving yards, season high. Target, season high. And this is hopefully the sign of things moving forward.
2: Oh, man. I... Let's talk about Duke Johnson. I'm hopeful. But I feel like his whole career has been like, I'm hopeful they use him more. And it just doesn't happen consistently enough. You know, is he, is, should he be 100% owned next week? Absolutely. Heath, Duke Johnson?
1: He should be owned in every
0: PPR league.
1: Yeah. Their, fair. their receiving core is, is not good behind Njoku and Landry. It's, it's a lot of ifs. Let's go to Heath's and winners. It's easy throws for for, uh, for for Baker. Baker Mayfield, yeah. Dalvin Cook,
0: a winner for Heath. I thought it was very encouraging that Cook, on a week when he was on a pitch count, got close to fifty percent of the team's carries, saw eighty percent of the team's targets out of the backfield, and broke a seventy-yard run, hit top speed, and didn't re-aggravate the hamstring injury. I feel very comfortable with him after the buy.
2: Yeah, so how do you think that obviously it's just guesswork, but after the buy they're at Chicago, how do you feel uh, the the split might look between Cook and Murray? I'll
0: go 2 to 1 carries, Cook for Murray, with Murray maybe being more likely to get a goal line carry than Cook is, and Cook getting most of the work in the passing
2: game. All right, so you you're thinking Murray is not a guy we're going to be starting going forward.
0: I do not. I can't imagine starting him at Chicago on the lesser end of a committee.
2: And they both got ten carries. Cook had a seventy-five yard run. He had nine carries for nineteen yards on his other carries, but um, he, uh, yeah, it looked fast. That's for sure. All right, your other winner, Heath, is Mike Davis. So thirty-nine percent owned and an opportunity here potentially with Carson re-injuring the hip.
0: And they got into a situation today where they had to throw the ball a little more because they were playing from behind for the most part. But still, Mike Davis, who was not the, f- the lead back until the second half, got 22 touches in this game. He was heavily involved in the passing game, 107 yards in a game where they were put down by two scores for most of the time that he was the lead back. If Chris Carson is out
1: for an extended period of time, Mike Davis is a low-end number two running back. Maybe better. I mean, you saw the one game where Carson sat. He had over 100 yards rushing, four catches. Yep. So uh, after our radio show last night, Adam, I went around – Picking up Mike Davis in a bunch of leagues just with the report of him being game time decision. And I, I mean, look, he's, he's going to be probably the number one ad this week.
2: I just, I assume you didn't start him, right?
1: I did in one league just because I was stuck.
2: Well, it worked out and I just hope we know the status. Cause if people are choosing between Duke Johnson and Mike Davis, it's so easy if Carson's out. But if Carson's in, Carson was good in the limited snaps that he took. And it could be. A I tough would be, uh,
0: and, and I have no. Like, this is just my guess to my feeling of the situation. I'd be surprised if Carson plays next week.
1: Uh, I totally agree. Uh, listen, um, first off, Duke Johnson seventy percent owned. Mike Davis is thirty nine percent owned. It's it's going to be much more widely available to get Mike Davis. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I just think you know, like like he said, Duke Johnson and PPR. I think I think what you're looking at with Duke Johnson is what we've been saying about Jalen Richard. You know, best case scenario is maybe like uh, a Cohen. I don't think he gets to James White level, you know, of these pass catching backs. So you're not going to feel comfortable in non PPR probably starting Duke Johnson. Today was fantastic, obviously, but how often is that going to be the case? Now, next week, Atlanta is, is, is a great matchup, but if Chris Carson is out for not just next week, but any extended period of time, Mike Davis is a starter. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to get a look at the
2: week nine losers in just a moment. I want to tell everybody about Harry's Razors. I like Harry's razors for a number of reasons. First of all, I always felt like razor blades and razors in general were basically the biggest ripoff out there for guys. Just having to, and, and for women. Just having to buy this stuff at, the, at your supermarket, at your uh, convenience store, whatever. Just a total ripoff. And I'm so glad a company like Harry's came around to try to save us money. Harry's founders were fed up with overpaying for expensive razors and unnecessary features. They knew that great shaves, they come down to great blades made with sharp, durable steel. So they bought a factory that's been making some of the highest quality blades in the world for over 95 years. If you want to give Harry's a try, you can get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. You go to harrys.com slash FFT. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash FFT. You get a weighted ergonomic handle. You get a five-blade razor with a lubricating, lubricating strip and trimmer blade. Rich lather, oh, love the shave gel. Rich lathering shave gel. Awesome shave gel. And a travel blade cover. Thirteen dollar $13 value trial set at harrys.com slash fft. dot com slash fft. I have gotten this as gifts for like four or five people. A Father's Day gift. People really like it. They're like, wow, this is awesome. So give it a shot. Harrys.com slash fft. Alright, to the losers. So let's go to Heath. Heath, uh, who are your losers in Week 9? Well, I'm a pretty big
0: Mark Ingram guy, and I was all preseason long, and this was a very, very bad game for Mark Ingram. Another fumble, had 10 touches in this game compared to 23 for Alvin Kamara, and most importantly, Kamara had back-to-back goal line touchdowns, and Ingram did not get the work there. He had a great play. They were on like, the three-yard line. And he makes this great play in pass protection, flips the, the linebacker over, and they bring in Kamara yeah. for the goal line carry. <laughs> it was very disheartening, and I am terrified as someone that owns Mark Ingram in a ton of leagues.
2: Yeah, his touches so far in four games, 18, 14, 16, that's good. I mean, if 16 touches a game for the Saints is going to be a good player. He only had 10 in this game. He only had 36 total yards in that fumble like you mentioned. And hopefully helping me beat Jamie in the podcast league. That one's gonna be a...
1: Oh, I gave up on that league a long time ago.
2: Well, you sat I Tevin you, Coleman. I, I hope so, you win. I hope so too. You had Jared
1: Goff. Uh, alright, so Mark Ingram. I, I think that Ingram is gonna have a good game next week though, cause the Bengals are really bad.
2: Yeah, they are.
1: Uh, Kenyon
2: Drake is your other- Yeah! This was gonna be my loser if I did winners and losers. Three carries? Three carries? Are you kidding? And Frank Gore had a huge workload. Three carries for Kenyon Drake, Heath. He's your second loser.
0: Not just a huge workload. Frank Gore had 20 carries in this game. They were ahead almost the entire game. The Jets never really threatened offensively. And Kenyon Drake was just left behind. This was
2: awful. So can you look at next week at Green Bay and assume that this is will be much more of a Kenyon Drake game?
0: I would hope. I can't assume anything with this Dolphins
1: team.
2: <laughs> they have five wins. They're, yeah, really, they're, they're five
1: and four. It's amazing. And and they got a lot of help this week because the Bengals lose AJ Green. The Ravens lose again. And so they're most likely look, the Chargers or or Chiefs, you assume the Chargers are going to be the wildcard team? One of the wildcard teams? Yeah. Unless the Colts or maybe the Jaguars can get hot. The Dolphins well, right now look like the second
2: wildcard team. That's interesting. They've got the Bills twice still
1: coming up. Yes. Uh, but they also have the Patriots, the Packers. But the Patriots, I believe, is at the end of the season. The Patriots may not need that game. Yeah, maybe. Uh, they, yeah. It's no talking... it's no slam dunk by any stretch. But right now, they're the they second have a wild team in the AFC. They have a chance.
2: Yeah. And my, I was talking to my friend about it today. He said it was the most boring game he's ever been at in his life. And I, I'm sure he's right. That Dolphins-Jets game was just terrible. Um, and also terrible in that game was Isaiah Crowell. And that's Jamie's loser. So, do, do you guys think that the, Crow, the, the Ingram, Drake, or Crowell owners can feel confident starting these guys rest of season?
1: Uh, confident, again, no, but, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still probably gonna start Ingram more times than not, and Drake in a game where they're probably chasing points, I think is still gonna be good. Look, guys are entitled to have bad games, you know, I mean, our job is to say good moving forward, bad moving forward, like Latavius Murray now, it's easy to say bad moving forward. I don't know if it's a slam dunk that Mark Ingram and Kenyon Drake are bad moving forward. Um, Crowell makes me nervous because this offense is just so completely bad. Mm-hmm. And now there's a guy that could be better than Crowell in Elijah Maguire. I don't know that to be true. Uh, I'm kind of hopeful because I'd like to see a little bit of something new because uh, you see what Crowell has been. Um, so McGuire's is going to be somebody that you got to pick up this week just to see how this unfolds. And they completely went away from Trent Cannon, which they should have.
2: So, McGuire had seven carries for 30 yards. Cruell had 13 carries for 49 yards. They have a great opportunity next week against the Bills. Uh, it's a home game against the Bills. Bills give up a lot of points to running backs. That's an opportunity. But this was also a great opportunity. I mean, we said it. Going into this game, the Dolphins have played eight games, and eight times a running back had finished no worse than 13th in non-PPR. Cruell will not even come close to that. Uh, your other loser, Jamie, is Kenny Galladay. And maybe you guys know better than I do, but I, I think Xavier Rhodes was mostly on Marvin Jones.
1: Uh, Dave and I, the, the one time we looked up in the first quarter, I said, oh, it looks like Rhodes is running the Galladay side, and he was not. He went to Jones' side. Um, but I don't know if that was just something in that particular play, or maybe they kept Rhodes to one side. I, I, I didn't, and I don't want to say firmly without going back and looking tomorrow, but, um, it, it certainly could be a part of it, but they just, there, there wasn't the spike for him that I was hoping for.
2: Well, Stafford was bad. I mean, he got sacked it, it, ten the times. The offensive line was a disaster. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe I was able to pick up the Vikings DST in two leagues. And I think they're back. I mean, they're healthy. Ten sacks in this game. They destroyed the Lions. Uh, 24 to nine. Do, do you shake it off with, uh, with Galladay? Cause look, he's had, he's had a string of pretty disappointing games now. Uh, if you believe in him, then it's a great time to buy. But
1: how much do you believe in Galladay? Still believe in him. And I think he's still a by low candidate, but it's going to be hard to trust him against the Bears next week. Guys, who would you rather have,
2: Kenny Galladay or Demarius Thomas? Galladay. Galladay. Galladay or Cortland Sutton? Galladay. Galladay. Galladay or, without having seen him on his new team, Golden Tate?
1: Galladay. Galladay. But th- right. this isn't a drop, Galladay or Galladay's bad. He just didn't have – like you were hoping for something today.
2: Oh, yeah, sure.
1: You know, and just didn't get it.
0: Oh, I played him in like 90% of my DFS lineups. It did not work out
2: well. Oh, I cashed again, Heath. I did not, Adam. And our FanDuel, con- <laughs> I think it was 242 people cash, and I came in 212th, baby. Yeah. Um, should we go through the winning lineup real quick? Who won our FanDuel contest this week at FanDuel.com? That's what
0: I'd really like to hear about is somebody that had a good week. Drew Brees. That would make me feel a lot better.
2: Uh, White Joe Ten, Drew Brees, Kareem Hunt, Tevin Coleman, Michael Thomas, Tyrell Williams, Kenny Galladay. There you go, David Njoku, Greg Olson, and oh, he flexed a tight end and and the Vikings DST. Congratulations. Uh, news and notes: Jordan Reed dealing with neck and back issues. Uh, yeah. So if he's out, Vernon Davis at Tampa Bay next week could be a nice little stream for you. T- Must play. Taylor Gabriel yeah,
1: Reed, Reed is Reed's gonna get cut in ten team leagues.
2: Yeah. Oh he I'm gonna cut him in a fourteen team league. <laughs> uh, I understand that. <laughs> uh Taylor Gabriel dealing with leg soreness. Ty Montgomery was inactive. Offensive line injuries. Uh bad news for Peterson right now. Brandon Scherf and Sean so LeVale.
1: You, you don't have to, everybody. What? The entire Redskins offensive line got hurt. Trent Williams is already out and both of their guards got hurt. And and Marcus Moses – or Marcus Moses? Um, oh, uh, Morgan, right? Morgan Moses. Um, he left too. Also was banged up and came back.
2: Denver center
1: Matt Paradis, he's likely
2: out for the year with a broken leg. Seattle guard DJ Fluker left with a lower leg injury. Uh, Houston played without a couple of cornerbacks in this game. Uh, they have a bye next week, so that helps. Denzel Ward, been a great IDP player. Browns rookie cornerback. He left with a hip injury. And there's something weird going on with Rashad Jones, Miami's safety. I heard at the beginning of the game they were getting Minka Fitzpatrick more involved and, and Jones was missing in some time and then we find out at the end of the game he just took himself out of the game and just like didn't want to play. So don't know what happened there. I shouldn't say he didn't want to play. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, but he's a great player and hopefully back on the field. Time for the worryometer guys after week nine. Zero to ten. Your worryometer on the following players. They get more exciting than the first guy. We'll start at the bottom. Uh, John Brown. John Brown. Five, three catches for 17 yards, uh, worryometer 0 to 10.
1: Uh, seven. Eight. And I'd say you could drop him going into there by week.
2: Yep. If yeah. there was anybody good on waivers
1: this week, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, what's interesting about Brown, Jamie and I talked about this last night, I brought it up on the radio show. Flacco has the best schedule coming up it has to be of any quarterback. It it's it would be impossible to have a better schedule. But he's flacco so it doesn't really matter. Brown on the other hand does have a great schedule coming after the bye. Cincinnati, Oakland, at Atlanta, at Kansas City, who's actually pretty good against wide receivers lately, and then Tampa Bay. Uh but I just don't I just don't know that it matters. It's kind of a shame he's got great matchups coming up, but he just hasn't been good enough.
1: He'll have some good games. It's just you're, it's one of those things where, it, and it's frustrating. I hate to just say this because you know we've we've said so many positive things about him for the, the the majority of the season, but this team is just looking awful. And if he's not going to play well at home, not that the Steelers matchup is easy because they've turned the corner defensively, but it's just I don't think you have to hold him through his bye week. Sure. If you want to, you'll you'll get the good matchups coming out of it. But he's going to be a number three receiver, I think, rest of the way. That's John
2: Brown, and the Ravens were playing without their top two tackles, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't just this week. Uh, Tariq Cohen Heath, I'm going to throw to you on this one. Zero to ten on the worryometer.
0: I mean, as far as in non PPR, I would put it like a nine, because this is the second week where the touches were down, and I'm concerned about his viability in non PPR on a regular basis. He may be closer to the Duke Johnson group than he is to the James White group. And PPR, I still think most weeks you're gonna to want to start him. This was a bad game script for him.
2: This is a bad game script for everybody, uh except Jordan Howard. This is Tariq Cohen we're talking about. Jamie zero to ten on Cohen Mariometer. Three. All right, Jarvis Landry, zero to ten. One. Four. How come a one, Jamie, on Landry?
1: I just think he's going to continue to get targets, and uh, I'm not going to panic on one bad game
2: I don't think it's one bad game. I mean, what was the stat I had going in? I don't remember it was he had the second most targets among wide receivers, and he wasn't even a top twenty guy. I don't think
0: it's It's bad news for him if Duke Johnson is really a bigger part of the offense
2: yeah, because he only had seven targets today, and usually he's around ten. Atlanta next week. It's a great yeah, opportunity. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm
1: for not benching him against Atlanta.
2: All right, Uh that's Landry. Let's go to our last guy on the worryometer, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, <laughs> how did this happen? One catch for 16 yards on 10 targets. What uh, worryometer? Zero to 10 on Evans.
0: Zero. I'll put a zero on it as well. I I don't think Fitzmagic was actually good today. You never think Fitzmagic's good. I, I've thought that he was fun before. I've, I've cheered for Fitzmagic. He was not good today.
2: Yeah, they're sticking with him. Um, but if Evans gets 10 sorry.
1: But well, when is he ever out. good? Right. <laughs> He's, not He's good guy. for fantasy. He's just never good. It's so true. Uh, all right.
2: Well, move on to buy or sell. Buy or sell. Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger are just fine on the road.
1: I'll buy Ryan. I'll still. Roethlisberger.
0: I'm trying to look at their road schedule for the rest of the year. It's right there I think the Ryan is going to be just fine on the road rest of the year. He's having and a better season right now than his MVP year. And Ben is going to be in trouble in his road games until he gets to the fantasy playoffs.
2: Ben Roethlisberger's next two road games are at Jacksonville and at Denver.
0: But in the fantasy playoffs, he's at Oakland and at New Orleans. Yeah. I think he'll be okay in those games.
2: Fantasy playoffs at Oakland, home against New England at New Orleans. That could be good. Uh Buy or sell. Carry on Johnson is no more than a flex going forward. Buy.
0: Buy. I'm not even sure he's that. The next three weeks are rough.
2: Bears twice and the Panthers. Buy or sell. Jeff Hireman is worth an ad.
1: Uh, sell because they're on their bye week. 100% sell.
2: Buy or sell. Keenan Allen is back.
1: Uh, you know where I come on on this. Bye.
2: Yeah, I'll buy. Ah, this is exciting. I, I don't think anybody had more than 40 yards receiving for the uh Chargers, except for Keenan Allen, who had 124 yards. On he looked targets. awesome to us. Yeah, it's time. Unleash Keenan I mean, Allen. You,
1: you heard me say it all week. His, his second half last year was awesome, and I think it's going to be the same thing.
2: All right, by they, they
1: may, they may be the third best team in the AFC. You know, I tell you, this is a really impressive win for them.
2: They thoroughly outplayed the Seahawks, and uh, they don't even have Joey Bosa yet.
1: If but- Caleb Sturgis makes the kicks, Philip Rivers, first of all, you, you want to go watch some fun <laughs> gifs? Go, go, just Google <laughs> Philip Rivers. Um, in any event, uh, Caleb Sturgis. There was a one point. I think it was. It was definitely Melvin Gordon. Maybe Antonio Gates. Rivers is like pointing at the scoreboard, and I think he was telling them. I think it was twenty-five ten at the time. If they make the kicks, the game is is done, and they're not playing in the fourth quarter.
2: Oh, he, he, I thought he was a little mean to
1: Caleb Sturges.
2: <laughs> I gotta tell you, <laughs> like lift your teammate up, man.
1: Yeah, he's the anti Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I guess so. Oh, well, Rodgers was so supportive of Mason Crosby.
2: He was supportive of Mason Crosby, right?
1: But yeah, they know each other a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Rivers has a little bit of a history with kickers screwing him over. <laughs>
2: Um,
0: I kind of related to Philip Rivers. I felt like Caleb Sturgis was like the atomizer of the uh,
2: Chargers. What? What does that mean? I'm always giving you a hard time. Oh, oh, you're, oh, you're with him. Okay, yeah. I get that. <laughs> I would like to think I'm a little bit better at my job than Caleb Sturgis. <laughs> Jeez.
0: Uh,
2: buy or sell? Doug Baldwin is back. Sell.
1: So, uh. He had bye.
2: four catches for 77 yards on four targets.
1: I, I don't want to say bye that he's back, but buy that you can still hold him. Cr- you got, cradle him.
2: You got to like the schedule at the Rams and then Green Bay. Next two games sh- should be throwing. You think, anyway? All right. Uh, buy or sell. James Conner is an elite fantasy running back rest of
1: season. Bye. Uh Bye, but Le'Veon's probably coming back Tuesday. <laughs> Are you sure you want to say well, that? Tuesday's the deadline. <laughs> Tuesday's the deadline. I'm, I'm going to expect him to sign and be on the exception list for two weeks, and then we'll see what happens. I
0: would like a list of all the things I have expected Levy on to do this year.
1: So, by the way, they just they just showed a graphic on the game. Do you know how who has the highest yards per carry of anyone with forty rush attempts on the season? Philip Lindsay. Nope.
2: James. No, not Connor.
1: Nope. I'll go Cam Newton. Uh, your right position, wrong player. Oh, Trubisky. Nope. Minimum forty attempts. Bortles. I like Bortles. Yeah, he's so good. There there is this talk that
2: James Conner does not need to report to uh that Le'Veon Bell does not need to report to get a season to free agency.
1: Oh no, I'm just saying if he if, if he doesn't report by Tuesday then the season's lost.
2: Yeah, I, I it's it's a little confusing, to, in my opinion, to be honest. There have been some different. They also can put the on.
1: transition tag on them, too, which would be very fun.
2: Why? Right, you
0: know I think we should do Adam. Him. Yeah. To spend a lot more time on <laughs> things. Le'Veon Bell may or may not do.
2: Buy or sell all of your tickets on SeatGeek. Buy, buy it. Yes. All right. Yes. Get that C- Get that SeatGeek app. Download it. Put it on your phone. Search for events. Hey, you don't, you're bored, you have no idea what you want to do. Why don't you let SeatGeek tell you what to do? They'll tell you what's in your area. And then you click on the event. And they got all these tickets for you. They search multiple sites, they pull in all these tickets, all these results, and they grade every ticket based on value. SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. A few other great things about SeatGeek. Every purchase is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Also, it's not just sports. It's concerts, it's comedy, it's theater. Make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for any type of ticket that you need. SeatGeek is the way to go because it can be really difficult to find tickets online, and SeatGeek just makes it extremely simple. If you want 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase, the promo code is FFT. That promo code is FFT for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. All right, time to look at the leaderboard. For Fantasy Week 9, your top five quarterbacks in six-point-per-passing-touchdown leagues, all of them slightly better than Nick Mullins. Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes, and there he is, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick has started five games. He has scored 31 or more fantasy points in four of them. Reaction, guys, Heath.
0: I think the great thing about Ryan Fitzpatrick is even when he's bad, as long as he doesn't get benched, he's eventually going to be good.
2: <laughs> I, I lied, that's what he
0: was today. He was awful early in that game.
2: Why but is he made everybody up for so – you think everyone is so awful. He made What's that? that? He, he's, not, he, he's not that bad. Well, I mean he is kind of bad, but he wasn't that bad today, was he? He and the,
0: they were down like 35 to 7 in this game because And then he brought it back to 35 to 28. I mean, he he bordled today. He it bordled. was a it was a bordling to remember.
2: All right. Well, are, do you like him against the Redskins next week? No. I I don't think the Redskins have that good of a pass defense. He's a top he's a top 12 quarterback for me. He will be. Okay. <laughs> uh running backs, <laughs> running back. Oh, you know what? Let's talk about Breeze. Is this the, the pinnacle of, of Drew Brees' season? Does he go back to being a 30-pass attempt guy in and, and a somewhat conservative offense?
1: I think he'll have a few of those, sure. But Their schedule is not easy. But, but I would you're, say you're at
0: Cincinnati next week, you do not really want to feel very excited about Drew Brees. The next week at home against Philadelphia, he's probably going to be awesome. The next week at home against Atlanta, he may be the number one quarterback.
2: Yeah. And then he's got three straight road games. All right. Keep Drew Brees. (laughs) Uh, Running backs, top five running backs, are as follows. Kareem Hunt. There we go. This is non-PPR. Kareem Hunt's number one in non-PPR. He's tied with Alvin Kamara in PPR. Kamara's two in non-PPR. Christian McCaffrey and Tevin Coleman, tied for third in both formats. And James Connor is number five. Hunt, Kamara, McCaffrey, Coleman, Connor, Jamie, is there any... Are there any takeaways here other than Coleman, who you already talked about?
1: No, nope, that's a pretty good group.
2: All right, we'll go a little bit deeper then. Duke Johnson, Melvin Gordon, Jordan Howard. Uh, 14 carries, 47 yards, and two touchdowns. It doesn't look like Jordan Howard is going to dazzle us on a per-carry basis, but he's a beast at the goal line. What does that mean for you, Jamie?
1: I mean, next week you're starting him against the Lions. Oh, and- yeah. Anytime there's going to be a favorable game script for them, you're starting them. So I think they get Detroit twice, right? In the next few weeks? Yes. Um, uh, on top of that, you have, uh, on the negative side, no Kyle Long for the rest of the year. So that hurts that offensive line. So that's a negative, but I, I still think, you know, two games against Detroit, he's got a top 10 potential.
2: It looks like Detroit's defense, believe it or not, the run defense improved a little bit, except they gave up one huge play. But I, I did hear the announcers saying, About Snacks Harrison. Like, why do you keep running the ball at Snacks Harrison? Run it away from him. So he must have done something pretty good. Wide receivers. Michael Thomas set, a, I believe, a Saints record. 211 yards on 12 catches with a touchdown. He was sensational.
1: Great uh, uh, celebration.
2: No. Inexcusable. You can't do that. That was fantastic. Shut
1: up. No, you can't cost your team 15 yards like that. Well, did you hear him after the game? No. He said that he obviously had a plan. He told uh, Aaron Andrews that, and he said that he told uh, Sean Payton that he wasn't going to do anything to jeopardize the team. So that's why he waited till the fourth quarter. And he said, as long he said, Payton said, just don't screw us over. Ah, he
0: he had a he had a phone under both goalposts just in case.
1: <laughs> can't do
2: that. Uh, that's awesome. Good job, Michael Thomas. Number two is Adam Humphreys. It's something like seventy. Oh, I got it right here. Um. 76 or more yards in three of his last four games. Humphreys caught two touchdowns. Heath, are you at all excited about Adam Humphreys, who's only 4% owned?
0: Uh, He should be more than 4% owned because there are more than 4% of our leagues that are deeper leagues. But no, he's a rich man's Cole Beasley.
2: Okay. Uh, Julio Jones is number three. Curtis Samuel, number four, and tied at four is Brandon Cooks. We also have Hopkins, Cup, Keenan Allen, and Calvin Ridley right behind him. I, boy, I, I benched Calvin Ridley for Laquan Treadwell today. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but hey, Laquan Treadwell led his team in receiving, if you believe that. Uh, what, what do you think about Ridley, guys? Are you, does, what, does this do anything for you? Ridley, six catches, 71 yards, and a touchdown.
1: Absolutely. They get Cleveland next week, with Denzel Ward maybe out. So if he's okay, you're starting him.
2: Oh, right. He has the head injury. I mean, you say that, but he was kind of looking like, kind of a bust. Like, he's well, a
0: touchdown dependent flex.
2: Okay. Bust was not the right word. I mean, like a recent bust. He's been disappointed. He struggled. So, yeah. Tight ends. Kelsey one. OJ Howard. Only four catches, but two of them in the end zone. Uh, 17 fantasy points in non-PPR for Howard. He's two. George Kittle three. Jeff Hiraman four. Predictable Greg Olson against the Bucks. He's five. Six catches, 76 yards What a catch he had, too. Yes. Terrific catch. Uh The next three are certainly more intriguing. Ben Watson, Nick Vanette, and Trey Burton. What jumps out there? Watson, 62 yards. Vanette, 52 yards. Burton, 28 yards. They all scored.
0: I think any week that you expect Drew Brees to have to throw a lot of passes, you should like Ben Watson as a streamer. Next week against Cincinnati is not one of those games.
1: But they're bad against
0: end, though.
2: They are bad against pretty much everyone. Burton, two catches, 28 yards and a touchdown. He's so frustrated. He's infuriating.
1: Yeah, but if Gabriel's out, that'll help him.
2: Yeah, that's true. All right, then. We're done with uh, the leaderboard for a full analysis of the leaderboard. Uh, earmuffs. Earmuffs. Post. Oh, no, no, no. Please, listen. Listen, earmuffs. I uh, know. Just enough. shut up. Uh, no, no, nobody I'm cares. Everybody, who, dang. everybody, 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 listen. It. Shut dang up. It. Just be quiet. Everybody listening to this podcast <laughs> knows what happened in the game. There's no so point in us talking. Talk, so just be quiet. No, don't talk about it. We'll Why? talk it's about because this, you're not watching it now. I DVR'd the game. I'm so excited to watch. Oh, this Oh no,
0: Devonte Adams scored a touchdown. Don't
2: please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't. I just can't believe Aaron Rodgers threw it left-handed, though. That was the most amazing. <laughs> uh, I just want to watch this game tonight in peace.
2: All right. Hey, by the way, I have a movie. I have a TV show recommendation. The uh, the uh, the haunting. No, wait. Of-
1: we shouldn't. We shouldn't talk about a <laughs> game. We should. We should spend time about your movie recommendation.
2: The Haunting of Hill House. It's very. It's a good. terrible idea.
0: Try the Neighborhood. It's on CBS. It's a new comedy this year. Fantastic comedy on CBS, The Neighborhood. Okay, The Neighborhood.
2: Also, the Haunting of Hill House. Let's go to the games. Pittsburgh 23, Baltimore 16. The Steelers had the ball for 36 minutes and 29 seconds. Ravens had it for less than 24 minutes. Uh Well, Alex Collins got in the end zone, Heath. Uh, what would you make of that?
0: I was relatively encouraged by his usage. I still don't know. Like, they didn't give up much for Ty Montgomery. And they didn't make him active this week because I guess they didn't think he was ready. I don't know what their plan is long term for Ty Montgomery.
2: Yeah. And, and Collins is not getting a ton of touches, but he's starting to score. I think he's being used around the goal line a little bit more often. So a lot we, more often. We talked, Jamie, we talked about, uh, Kenyon Drake, Mark Ingram, and Isaiah Crowell as disappointments. Uh, where would you put Collins with them?
1: Behind them. He's in, in a tough spot. You know, I mean, at some point they're going to get Montgomery going. I wonder if, uh you know, the the bye week you're going to see Collins drop in several leagues. But he has, again, <laughs> I he might have the best schedule of anybody. Oh, I'm not saying you should drop him, but I, I'm just not going to be surprised if I see it happen. Look at this. He's got the bye, then the Bengals, the
2: Raiders, the Falcons, the Chiefs, the Bucks. I don't know it's if there's great. one good run defense in there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it sucks that the Ravens are just such a bad offensive team. Their schedule is so good coming up. Maybe they're better yeah. than I think. I don't know.
1: I mean, look, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll get themselves going in the right direction. I think with some things when their offensive line gets healthier, they have to stop the Lamar Jackson stuff. It, it's like a drive killer. Oh well, if it's the Taysom Hill disease, if he would throw it, yeah, you know a, what happened oh, today? Jackson, the Saints had a big game, and who did not play quarterback? Taysom Hill. He was in there a little bit. I don't know. How okay, much. I'm sorry, they didn't have me throwing pass. Throw. throw, throw didn't they throw have him passes. throw any passes.
2: Do you saw the Lamar Jackson completely wide open, and Joe Flacco didn't even look?
1: Yes, that was wide you know, open because he's not a, a receiver.
2: Yeah, but I could, I, you know, people are like I could have done that. Like I literally could have caught that ball but that wasn't his read. His read was in the middle. I I don't like your odds, Adam. I would have caught that ball, Heath. I wearing I,
0: pads with an NFL size helmet. 100%. I'm not sure you can run with that one.
2: <laughs> I could have walked in. <laughs> uh any other takeaways from this game? Nope. Vance McDonald's not a reliable tight end. Alrighty. Oh Willie Sneed. Thank you Willie Sneed for giving me the predictable 12, 10 to twelve PPR points that I wanted from you. Chicago forty-one, Buffalo nine. The Bills, the Bills had the ball for thirty-four minutes and three seconds. The Bears had it for just under twenty-six minutes. Um, can we shake can we shake off the bad stats from from the Bears? It just, especially Trubisky, just wasn't a, yeah. much of an opportunity. I'll, right?
0: I'll tell you one guy I was encouraged by that did not have a good game was Anthony Miller. Because yeah. Trubisky only threw twenty passes, but six of them went to Miller. He was the primary target in the passing game, and especially if Taylor Gabriel has to miss time, even if Allen Robinson comes back, I expect Robinson or I expect Miller to be the number one receiver in this offense.
1: I, uh, I share a team with my brother-in-law, and I wanted to pick up the Chargers DST, and we had the Panthers DST, and we played Derek Carr on Thursday, so I thought we were playing a really loaded team that we were going to lose. So I said to him, like, let's just drop the Panthers and pick up the Chargers. I said the only other guy that we could drop is Anthony Miller. And he said, no, I'd rather play the Panthers, Chargers played the Seahawks. Let's just drop Miller and hope we get him back. And so then I'm, like, screaming at him because the Chargers get the, the defensive score and the Panthers suck. Uh Somehow we ended up winning the game. Nice. But um, in any event, I, I'm regretting dropping Anthony Miller because I do think that there is some nice things ahead for him.
2: Also, Jamie and I set fantasy football back ages by starting – he started Sam Darnold. I, st- I am starting Marcus Mariota in a superflex league, and those are our only quarterbacks that were. Playing, that I we're started starting.
0: Taysom Hill, as no. the only
1: quarterback in a superflex league. <laughs>
2: okay, I <laughs> uh, all it, uh, yeah, I'm back.
1: I'm done with that league. Uh oh, oh no,
2: no stop, just stop,
1: just stop. No no no, this is uh, James White is limping off the field.
2: Okay, I don't own any James White, Jamie. So
1: yeah, but nobody cares about you.
2: Thirty nine fourteen Atlanta. This, that 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 would be awful. Yeah, that would actually, that would be bad. I like James White. Big fan. South Florida guy. Atlanta 39, Washington 14. Uh, Matt Ryan with a good game, 36 fantasy points, number two quarterback in fantasy. Ito Smith, 61% owned. Are you going to suggest, Jamie, that anybody add a 61% owned Ito Smith? He had 10 carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown.
1: Of course, because with Devontae Freeman out, if something happens to Tevin Coleman, he's going to be the most – popular player in fantasy. So, he should 100% be owned in every league.
2: You're telling me that Edo Smith should be 100% owned? Yeah.
1: 95.
2: Come on. We can't afford to be rostering guys that don't make sense for our teams right now.
0: Uh, he would have been a better start this week than a lot of running backs you started.
2: Maybe so, but you're not going to expect him and you're not going to rank it that way. I'd and rather The thing own- I wrote
0: today is Atlanta running backs have been outproducing their touchdown expectation for the last three years, both Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, because that offense scores a ton of points, and they're not very good at passing the ball in the red zone.
2: That's a good point, very good point. Uh, uh, you know, I'd rather take a chance on Malcolm Brown or Spencer Ware. It's, that's either.
0: ridiculous.
2: Why? If there's an injury to a running back, Brown and Ware are going to be, I think, a lot better than Edo Smith. Let's say all the starters I don't think get. That's hurt. True. Really? No. Okay. You're ridiculous. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh uh hey, uh Austin Hooper. Can you guys trust Austin Hooper going forward?
1: No. Um, if I don't have one of the top flight tight ends, then you may not have a choice. You right. Trust was the wrong word, I guess.
2: Do you feel like uh Adrian Peterson bounces back at Tampa Bay next week?
1: Even without an offensive line, you think you should buy into that? Yes.
2: Minnesota twenty-four, Detroit nine. Another time of possession game here. Detroit had the ball actually for most of this game, thirty-six minutes and forty-five seconds, um, and the Vikings recorded ten sacks. So, well, what what's the big storyline here? How about we how about we talk about Kirk Cousins? He, he had, was
1: outscored by by uh, Nathan Peterman.
2: He was. Peterman had a rushing touchdown. He scored 11 points. Cousins scored 8. And he only has two games of more than 24 fantasy points. That's a lot of points, but you were hoping for a huge season from him. You're not really getting it. Heath, what what do you think about Cousins? He's got a buy this week. Can he have a, a, a huge second half?
0: I mean, I think he can. My, my concern at the beginning of the year, and I had him ranked pretty high, was is the defense too good for him to be good? And that wasn't the case for but that for most of the year, but it was the case today. Looking at their schedule the rest of the year, though, at Chicago, Green Bay at home, at New England, I don't think that'll be the case the rest of the fantasy regular season. In the fantasy playoffs, that could be a concern again.
2: Okay, and...
0: I mean, still in this game, he completed 18-22 and averaged 8 yards per attempt. Right. He was good. Let's be
1: fair. Stephon Diggs didn't play, too.
2: Didn't play, and they only had the ball for 23 minutes and 15 seconds, so... Uh, it's, I, I'm sure Cousins owners are disappointed at what they've had this season. He hasn't been great. But, uh, he, he, he ends up as a top eight quarterback, I think three years in a row. Be tough to do this year. Adam Thielen only 22 yards, but he did manage to get in the end zone, but the streak is over. Uh, Kansas City 37, 20, uh, Cleveland 21. Jamie, any big takeaways from the Chiefs Browns game?
1: I mean, just Duke Johnson. You know, that's the, the hope is that like you know if you've been stashing him this whole time that he's going to be this or some semblance of this or close to this that was it was that's the only thing you look at the brown side of things to say okay there's change and here's the change and it was good to see and and you still got numbers from Nick Chubb too so it wasn't like he got he he suffered as a result
0: well this is the second consecutive game where the browns lost by at least 15 and Chubb had a huge workflow so that's we worry about running backs that don't catch passes getting phased out of the game because of the game flow, and that doesn't happen to him. Adam, did you was Patrick Mahomes not a top five quarterback?
2: Um, Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. Did I not say him? He was uh, fourth. Okay. Yeah. Breeze, Ryan, Goff, Mahomes, Fitzpatrick. I mean, okay, remind me, because I know I'm going to forget. I always forget. Remind me to do a Twitter poll for the Wednesday show, best show. Uh, you know, where are you, where would you draft Patrick Mahomes next year? And we'll give some options, but...
1: In terms of what quarterback or in terms of no, what round? overall? No,
2: overall. I mean, I think he's a second round pick. I know you guys are never gonna agree with me. He's incredible. Okay, I'd so... Say fourth. Wait, I, well, let's <laughs> save it, let's save it for Wednesday. Save it for Wednesday. No, let so, right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Baker Mayfield, nice game. 21 fantasy points. He gets Atlanta at home next week. He's 58% owned. Uh, Miami 13, Jets 6. Why? Because we have to. We talked about Crowell. McGuire, with his 30% ownership, got seven carries to Crowell's 13. Chris Herndon actually led the team in receiving. So, you know, he wasn't great at by any stretch. Four catches, 62 yards, but maybe gave you enough as a bye week replacement. I, honestly, I don't know what to say about this. Let's talk about the Dolphins' wide receivers, I guess. Um, Parker with one catch on two targets. Amendola, five catches for 47 yards. Kenny Stills, one catch for 19 yards. Heath, should we just not own any Miami wide receivers?
0: I could understand still owning Amendola in a PPR league. The nice thing for him is Stills comes back and takes some of Parker's work. There's not anybody there that's taking Amendola's work. As long as he stays healthy, I expect him to lead the team in targets.
1: They're going to be chasing 100 points next week.
2: We have Green Bay. That's bold. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> and uh, I'm assuming we have no interest in Quincy and Nunwa. No. Carolina, 42. Tampa Bay, 28. Fitzpatrick, another big game. Um, does Peyton Barber deserve to be 82% owned, Jamie?
1: In that range, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I... I, I I made a lot of bad decisions. I'm gonna have a pretty good week, I think. I'm looking at maybe like seven and three, maybe eight and two. I'm lucky. Alright,
1: we're, we're gonna play a game.
2: But I made some bad decisions, including starting Peyton Barber over Alex Collins.
1: Okay, we're gonna play a game. The Patriots just scored a touchdown. Uh, Who scored it?
2: Julian Edelman, please say Julian Edelman.
1: Alright, your choices are A, Julian Edelman. B, Josh Gordon. C, a random fullback slash tight end. It was Devlin, wasn't it? D. Cordero Patterson.
2: I'm going to say Edelman and just cross my fingers. It was not Edelman.
0: Damn it. Um, Yeah, we probably need to talk about Cordero Patterson because James White got hurt and Patterson got four straight carries.
1: And was a monster.
0: For 38 yards and a touchdown.
1: And breaking tackles and looked like a star. And just scored a touchdown.
2: Uh, (laughs) Talk about it. Go ahead.
1: I mean, look, if Michelle is still out, which he's gonna come back soon, and if White's injury is serious, uh, yeah, Patterson is gonna be a must-add.
2: Damn it, Edelman. Okay.
1: Uh, I am
0: on two benches and I'm, uh, throwing up in my mouth right now.
2: Deshaun Jackson. Revenge game against the Redskins next week, but are you concerned? It's two catches for 32 yards. Last week he had two catches for 25 yards. Uh, are you concerned about Deshaun Jackson, Heath?
0: Ryan Fitzpatrick and I tweeted this earlier, looked like he was throwing a 12-pound football when he tried to throw the ball down the field. It was awful. There's a reason that Adam Humphreys was so awesome, because he had to dump it off like that. Because every time he tried to throw it downfield, he threw it 12 feet over his receiver's head. I'm a little concerned about Deshaun Jackson, yes.
2: Uh, okay, a 12-pound football. Well, if he threw it over everybody's head, wouldn't that be like a... Because he's like heaving it. Oh, okay, all right, I get you. Thank you for the demonstration as well. I wish everybody could have seen that. By the way, Jamie, like how ridiculous is it that? This would be the game where Cam Newton doesn't have a huge game.
1: It's It was like it, the, the, one touchdown, okay. Two touchdowns, fine. Three touchdowns, they're, they're up twenty-one nothing. I think at that point, and he has no touchdowns. It was Curtis Samuel on a double reverse. It was McCaffrey scoring twice. It was uh then, then they get Cam gets a rushing touchdown. He's posing. He's taking his time walking into the end zone, uh. and they call it back. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be this type of game. And then thankfully he has the the throw where Greg Olson saves him, and he gets the second touchdown because of Fitzpatrick bringing him back. So uh didn't crush your team, clearly. But, um, yeah, I, I uh, we do a daily contest here in the office. I was winning for the most part until Drew Brees and Michael Thomas ruined me at the end of the game. Had I played uh, Fitzpatrick, which was my other choice, I would have won.
2: Yeah, it's not, it's not like Newton didn't play well. He played great and he's having an amazing year and he's on pace for 30 touchdown passes. It would be only his second season with more than 24 touchdown passes.
1: He's also having a better, like Matt Ryan, better year than his MVP.
2: You think it's better than that year?
1: Well, statistically, completion percentage is better. Some of those, you know, secondary metrics.
2: He was, that year though, he was just like unstoppable. He actually is really doing an amazing job. They're having a great year. Um, do you think Greg Olson is, you know, is back? As a must-start guy, yes. No, he's yep. a mu- he's a must-start guy. I know, but do you think he's back as like a top five yes. guy? Yes. Okay. Uh, dropper stash DJ Moore. Stash. Heath dropper stash DJ Moore. Oh, stash for sure. Houston 19, Denver 17. All right, Deshaun Watson, four straight games with 25 or fewer pass attempts. So. Heath, you're the one who who really, uh, I don't know, focuses on this and whatnot, but you this is important to you. He's not throwing the ball that much. Up until this game, he hadn't really been running the ball that much. He had 38 rushing yards over his last four games, uh, hadn't been running much. But Watson has now had two good games in a row. This wasn't a great game, but it was good. Uh, do you buy it? Do you think he can keep it up?
0: I mean, it depends. If If you're throwing it less than 25 times a game and you're not running, then I'm not going to buy it at all. But throwing 24 pass attempts and six rush attempts, that, that's not bad.
2: Right. That was the difference between him and well, – And was it was the difference
0: game. between him having a mediocre day and a good day because he picked up, what, four points on the ground?
2: Uh, 3.8, uh, yeah.
1: This was uh, an interesting spot for him because this is the first road game healthy. Remember the last road game he had to take a bus to Jacksonville. Yeah. Playing in altitude with a long issue and against a very good Denver front that gets after the quarterback. And we had this conversation, I believe it was uh, on Friday, right, where um, we repeated what our colleague P. Prisco drink said drink. about how the Texans would struggle in this game because of the pressure. They sacked him four times. He was under duress quite a bit. But I think you also got to look at it as now they have their bye week. They have a week to get Demarius Thomas integrated into the offense. They would... Most likely get, or they will most likely get Kiki QT back healthy. And so now he's going to have, you know, his receiving core as healthy as it'll be, you know, not with fuller clear, but, um, there's a lot to like about him moving forward and they are the best team division. I think that's something that, uh, as long as he stays healthy, that's going to be a good thing for them moving forward.
2: Yeah, they should have lost this game. Denver. They should have. You 51 yard field goal in Denver. You got to make that kick.
1: Well, not only that, some of the worst clock management you'll see from Vance Joseph at the end of the game.
2: Lamar Miller, you know, the trade I made with Tyler Boyd was Miller and Boyd for Stephon Diggs, and I actually like the trade. And I can't use Diggs next week, but I was trying desperately to sell Lamar Miller because I thought he'd have a bad game this week. I believe in the Denver run defense, three good games in a row for them, and he's on a buy next week. But the, really the surprising thing is that he got out touched by Alfred Blue, Jamie. What did you make of that? Blue had three more carries.
1: It's just Bill O'Brien doing Bill O'Brien things every now and then.
2: So does anybody trust Lamar Miller going forward? If you have Lamar Miller, do you feel like okay uh, after his buy, I've got an RB two, I'll start him.
1: I want to see what happens with Deontay Foreman.
2: Yeah, it's fair.
1: I mean, because if that if he becomes uh, part of the mix, then no. But I mean, Miller was good for what three straight games prior to this? Two, two straight games.
2: Yeah, I'll double check on that, but I think it
1: was two straight games about two two games. straight hundred yard games.
2: Yeah, uh, so who do you like better going forward? Cortland Sutton or Demarius Thomas? Sutton. Sutton! Okay. Yeah, it was, uh, two straight games of being good for uh, Lamar Miller at Jacksonville and home against Miami. Anything else from this game, guys? Houston-Denver?
1: Uh, no. It's
2: a good Houston run defense. Lin- Lindsey had his worst game as a rusher, but, uh, he did get 17 carries. They're on he a bye.
1: Booker had a touchdown
2: and a fumble. Booker did have a touchdown and a fumble. It was a rushing touchdown. They're on a bye, but I really would like to see them just kind of feature Lindsay and not split so evenly with Devo- with, uh, Royce Freeman.
1: We'll see. You gotta assume that Freeman's coming back after their bye.
2: I do, but, but I just wonder if like, alright, Lindsay's proven it. He can take on the workload. He's so much better. Maybe it's more like 15 carries, not 17. I'm hopeful. I, I, I don't know what'll happen. Alright, Chargers 25. Seattle 17.
1: Rivers, Chargers, Wilson. Chargers look good, man.
2: Yep. Uh, Rivers and Wilson. Who do you like better rest of the season? Rivers. Rivers. Alright, but still, not throwing a ton, just 26 pass attempts. And Wilson did rush for 41 yards, that was very encouraging. Uh, what?
1: He should have had four touchdowns.
2: Russell Wilson?
0: Yep, he, David Moore been, dropped to him. The problem is he used two of them the prior two weeks.
2: <laughs> I don't know that I would call one of those a drop. I think Casey Hayward just made a great play.
1: Which one? The first back, one or the second back
2: one? Back of the end zone late in the game.
1: The, one the, the last
0: one I thought yeah. was tipped at the last second and it's harder than it looked.
2: Yeah, that's Hed what it, I
0: thought. Hit him in the hands though. Catch the ball.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, they both scored. What do you what do you make of that? You mean Tyrell? Yeah, I don't need either. But we do have more bye weeks to come. Anything else from this game? Sorry to be so boring.
1: Like- um, no, maybe we covered the running backs. Yeah, there. Good to see. Good to see uh, Melvin Gordon back. And I, I would not be surprised in some ten league, ten team leagues, and maybe twelve team leagues, you're seeing Austin Eckler drop.
0: That's what I was going to say. Is it sucks to be Austin Eckler?
1: Yeah,
2: just he's another guy like Edo Smith, except he might get less work. Uh, Eno
0: Smith had 10 carries in this game.
2: Austin Eckler usually gets 10 touches. No.
0: no. Yes. One of the things you were arguing about us with us earlier in the
2: year was that Eckler wasn't getting enough touches to be good. He's not getting that. 10 touches is not enough to be good, but he usually gets there. Uh Usually maybe as a stretch. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Let's put this He usually this gets week. eight. Don't,
1: don't drop Austin Eckler. They're playing the Raiders next week. There's a lot of blowout touches to be had. I,
0: I agree with that as well. I was just glad to hear Adam – Admit that 10 touches was not the norm for Austin Eckler.
1: I'm fine dropping
2: Eckler. I just think he's, he's in that same situation with a lot of running backs. If the starter gets hurt, he's a complete must add. And I know that he struggled a little bit and was a bit disappointed, but he had five catches without Gordon in the London game. But this is the second straight week where they've had basically very little time of possession. They had 24 minutes and 19 seconds of time of possession. I don't, I mean, I was the guy banging the drum. Like Eckler's can't keep doing this. But I would not drop him if I'm the Gordon owner. Uh, New Orleans 45 and the Rams 35. Remember I said time of possession would be big here? These were two of the top five in time of possession. Well, the Saints won that battle. 33 minutes and 41 seconds of possession.
1: That game was so awesome.
2: It was great. I, I was disappointed that the, the finish wasn't epic. You know, it deserved an epic finish because those guys were playing. They had a walk-off
1: off touchdown essentially with a cell phone. Oh, please. you
2: That's not a walk-off touchdown. There were like three minutes left after that. I mean, that was the kill shot. Of course it was the kill shot, but there may have even been more time left after that. I was like three minutes. They went for it on fourth and one up by ten from like midfield-ish. That was stupid. Did you ever have a flip phone? I had a flip phone, sure. Did you?
0: Okay. I thought maybe you never had one, and that's why you didn't appreciate the celebration.
2: I don't appreciate costing your team 15 yards.
1: On an extra point. No, on the kickoff. Fine. <laughs> uh, Cooper he, Cup. He paid homage to one of the best celebrations ever. I guess so. Uh, God, you're so unfun. But Robert, wait, tell me about another
0: movie you saw. Uh I would like to congratulate Salvador Perez on Alex Gordon on winning another gold glove.
2: Really? That's what this show has come to right now. Uh let's see, what do we got? Traquan Smith, two catches, twenty three yards and a touchdown. Stash or drop, Traquan Smith. Stash, yep. And Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, all good. Cup, uh, Cooks and Cup better than Woods. And Todd Gurley had his worst game. How about that? Any any takeaways? It's take so
1: away funny. There. Like five point two yards per carry. <laughs> oh, he's amazing. Yeah, he, he's really. He's and a Malcolm jet. Brown stole a touchdown from. Him.
2: It was a receiving touchdown, right? Yeah. Great play.
0: Great. great play by Brown. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely. That's it for the show, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We are out of about, here. Do you want to talk about Josh Oh, yeah, sure, Jamie. What do you have to you say about Josh Ah, Oh, bye, Jamie. And goodbye to Heath. And we'll talk to you on Tuesday with The waiver Wire. Adios. It's